So we're still in the salvation series. And last time we spoke about backsliding or falling away. The title of the last message was I don't believe in backsliding. And it was part one. Today, we're going to discuss part two. So let's jump right into it. So this time, we're going to talk about the dangers of backsliding. We're also going to speak about what to do if you've fallen away. Can you get saved again? And so I'm going to go through those. So let's go ahead and get to that. So the dangers of backsliding. Number one is God's wrath. If you don't repent and turn to God before you die, you're in danger of going to hell. I mean, it's just that point blank. Also, if you don't repent while you're on this earth, you're giving time for yourself to build up uh, just repercussions of your sin. And that's a dangerous place to be. So think, looking back at the scriptures, the children of Israel, they were constantly um, backsliding. They were constantly uh, just turning away from, from God and doing their own thing. And as a result, they were constantly uh, enduring God's wrath. I mean, they were being punished in so many different ways. You know, they had to endure pestilence. They had to endure, you know, other kingdoms conquering them. They had to um, endure, you know, villages of people being wiped out. Um, they also had to endure, you know, you think about Korah and some of the other other people um, that were fighting against Moses. You know, they were swallowed up by the earth um, and went down into hell, you know, based on what, what, what the Bible says. Um, and all of this wrath that they endured was definitely preventable if they would have just stayed in God's will. But they didn't. You know, they kept making, you know, false idols to worship. Um, they started following after other people's gods. Um, they started doing things that went against what God taught them to do. Um, and they just lived just lawless lives. And because of that, they endure God's wrath. Now, God being who he is, he didn't allow them to just permanently be in his wrath or under his wrath. He would always give them time to repent and he would always forgive them and they would always come back. And so it was like a, you know, for, for centuries, it was like, like a, a back and forth between God and the children of Israel. <clears throat> Until Jesus came. So speaking of Jesus, even when he did come, you know, the, the, the Jews, they didn't even believe that he was who he was, even though that, you know, scripture and the prophets before had prophesied about him. And so, you know, they they did what they did. They they crucified him. And and, um, you know, we all know the story. He, he died. He rose again with all power. And, you know, he's now sitting on the right hand of the father. Um, and him and the father have always been one, but <clears throat> as it pertains to this earth, you know, he came, lived, died and rose again. Now, after his death, he instructed, you know, uh, Peter and the disciples, not disciples, well, disciples, apostles um, on how to set up the churches. 
And, you know, when it first started, you know, the day of Pentecost, you know, you had the all of the apostles and disciples speaking in tongues and, you know, just people were being converted daily and things were good and they had all things common. But eventually things started to go south again like they did in the Old Testament days. And, you know, the the different churches had people within them that were doing things that went against um, the teachings that they had been taught uh, by the original apostles and disciples. And so, you know, God used Paul to write 13 letters, probably more than that, but the 13 that we know of in the Bible, um, in the New Testament. And in those letters, you know, he corrected the the people of God. And some some of them changed, some of some of them didn't. You know, just like today, we have people who, you know, they at one point point in time were saved, they were professing Christ, and then they turned away for whatever reason. You know, whether it be a hard time, something happened in their lives, and they felt like God wasn't there for them, or you know, they allowed their lust to pull them away, and just all the things I talked about last time that pulled people away. You know, um, but nevertheless, whatever it was, you know, people fall away and God will, you know, will will do things to try to get you back. And sometimes it it may, you know, seem like he's being harsh. It may seem wrathful, whatever. But we know that God's wrath work is repentance, you know, so his wrath is different than our wrath. Our wrath is just to get back at people. But his is different. His is to work cause people to return back to him and repent and see that their lives are trash without him. And so try your best not to be that person that it ha- that has to endure God's wrath. You know, it's, I won't say it's easy, you know, salvation is not easy, um, but it's much easier to, to just continue living right than to fall, endure God's wrath and then return or not return. If some people just never come back. Uh, Matthew 25 and 41 says, Then shall he say also unto them on the left, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. So even here we see that God didn't originally create hell for for us humans. Uh, it was originally created for the devil and his angels. But when we backslide and we turn away from him, when we don't accept him, that's our fate. The second thing is that we end up being in a worse state than before. Um, I know people that have backslidden or that are in a backslidden state. And, you know, before they got saved, you know, they they probably were, you know, just doing certain things. Say, you know, I'm thinking about people that I know in particular or just situations I've seen, you know, the person may have been just a a weed head or somebody who smokes uh, weed, um, got saved and then turned and went back into that lifestyle. Eventually, that person not only is smoking weed, now they're doing crack. Now they're, you know, prostituting their bodies, trying to get money for crack. Um, they're, you know, just living very foul um, compared to what they were before. And, you know, and, and, and it's just it's a sad state because people don't realize that once you, you know, God, if you've, you've given your life to God and then you turn back away from him. You know, you allow more demons, more spirits to attach to your life. Um, and then even Second uh, Peter two twenty through twenty two says, "For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein 
and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had better been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them, according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the soul that was washed to her, to her wallowing in the mire. A soul is kind of basically like a pig, a sow, I said so, a sow. So it's basically a pig. Um, just going back into the to the to the mud, you know, you, you can wash a pig, but they they want to be in the mud, you know. Uh, dogs when they vomit, they will go in and eat it back up, you know. And and it's seems harsh, but that's what what God is equating people who get saved and then backslide, you know. They're equated to those animals, you know, those filthy animals, you know. And so you don't want to be equated to that because once you go back, it's, it's so much harder to, to, to get back to God because now you have all these extra uh, spirits and things that are coming at you and tr- pulling you back. The next thing is irreversible consequences. Now, there are people that have, have known God, and I know one in particular just came to my brain, um, this person knew God, um, grew up in the church. Actually, actually, just not this one person, but there's been several people with the same situation. Knew God, grew up in the church, and you know they decided to 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 turn away and live their own way. And you know they went out into the world. And some, you know, I know some some young ladies, you know, that went out to the world and had multiple babies by multiple fathers. And now they're de- dealing with, you know, I hate to call this term, but this is what people call it baby daddy drama. And often they are the ones who's calling baby mom causing baby mama drama. Um, then you have people who have, you know, gone out in the world and, and caught, you know, diseases and disorders that they can't get rid of um, because of the lifestyles they, they they've led. Yeah, people who have gone out and you know gotten on on drugs and 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 due to the drugs, the drugs have have irrever- irreversibly uh, caused harm to their health, um, and there's just so much that that could have been avoided, but you know they allowed these consequences to happen to them. And I'm not saying that because you have these irre- irreversible consequences that God won't. Um, save you or that he won't heal you. You know, he may, but he may not, you know, it's his prerogative. And I've seen a lot of times where he didn't, the person just lived with it the rest of their lives, whether they got saved or not. Um, Like the Bible says, his grace was sufficient for them. You know, Um, that's all they needed. So Galatians 6, 7 through 8 says, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh so shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. So I'd rather sow to the spirit than sow to my flesh because I don't want to reap anything in the flesh and I don't want to reap any just negativity in my life. I want it to be all positive and, 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 and godly things reaped in my life. The last danger of backsliding that I'll talk about is hurting others. When you backslide, you're no longer in God's will and are no longer under his control. As a result, you start to do things that go against God's will. You begin to obey your father, the devil, who instructs you to do things that eventually leads to hurting other people. You, you lie on people, you cheat people, you steal people, steal stuff from people. Um, you just do all types of stuff. You, 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 you um, throw shade on their name. You try to pull them down. It's just a bunch of just negative stuff that you do that God 
doesn't like or that he actually hates, you know. He said he hates a lying, t- a lying tongue, you know, hates haughty eyes and all those different things, um, hands that, that run to mischief and all of that. And so, you know, when you are not in his will, you become those people. You become that person who does those things. And when you do those things, you end up hurting other people in the process. John 8 and 44 says, ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So you don't want to, you know, backslide and your father becomes the devil, because whoever's your father, that's the person who's the authority figure in life. That's the person who is instructing you what to do. That's the person who has control over you, you know, and, you know, you, you can only have, you know, one master. The Bible says you can't serve two and either you're going to serve God or you're going to serve the devil, you know? And so I choose, I personally choose to serve God and I hope the same for you. So what do you do if you fall in a way can you get saved again? So I'm just going to answer that question. The second part right now. Yes, you can be saved again. You can, you know, number one, you have to sincerely repent and repent, as you may or may not know, means to turn away from your sin. You know, um, the things that you were doing that, you know, you shouldn't be doing, you know, turn back to God and, and do the things that are pleasing to him. And he'll instruct you, you know, once you you repent and and. and you get saved again, you know, you'll have his Holy Spirit there to guide you and his His spirit will tell you, you know, will will will, will deal with your consciousness when you do things that go against his will. And then even, you know, just being a believer, you'll you'll be you'll read the word and you'll learn what, what his will is and what it's not. And so um, just make sure that, you know, that if you if you've you know backslidden or you've turned from God, you know, know that. You know, he's still there with open arms waiting on you to come home like the prodigal son. You know, you just have to repent and turn to him. It's, it's that simple. But you have to make the choice to do that. Second Chronicles 7 and 14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins, their sin and will heal their land. So once you repent and turn to him, you know, he, he'll he'll heal you. You know, he'll forgive you uh, and he'll he'll do some things for you. You know, it may not be the way you want it to be, uh, but he'll he'll still take care of you. Number two, get into a good church fellowship. You know, I'm, I harp on this because, you know, we're as people. God created us to need other people. You know, uh, we can't do this thing on our own. We need people to help us through, people that, that can pray for us, people who can just call and motivate us, inspire us. Um, being, getting into a good church, you have a pastor who's preaching and teaching and kind of over-shepherding um, the flock. Um, you have leader, other leaders in the church. You have um, elders and deacons and ministers and just uh, big brothers and sisters in the faith um, who can can help you along and who can instruct you and who can guide you and who can be there when you have questions. Uh, so just make sure that that you're fellowshipping and just being around other people. It may not even be, you know, at church, but just hanging out with, with, with other like minded people, spending time with them, you know, that that'll that'll help. You know, though, the things that they do will start to rub off on you and you on them as well. You know, it's one of those types of things. First John one and seven says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another 
and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from, from all sin. So um, if we're walking in light, we should be fellowshipping. That's what First John is basically saying. And if, while we're fellowshipping, um, the blood of Jesus is going to cleanse us all, you know, together. You know, it's like we're, we're getting a, a big bath together. <laughs> um, the next thing is keep solid Christians around you. And I kind of spoke on this before, you know, just making sure even outside of church that you, you have other Christians that you that you're that you're hanging with and that, you know, just who check up on you and you check up on them from time to time, who you may, like I said, pray with, who may share scriptures with and, and just just hang with. You know, if, if you're hanging with other Christians, um, it, you're going to be less likely to do things that you shouldn't be doing because you're going to check each other. You know, if, if I'm with my my boys and, you know, say when I was single and I was hanging out with my Christian friends and I see a young lady and I start checking her out, they're going to check me and say, dude, what are you doing? You know, you, you know, you, you're, you're saved. You shouldn't be looking at women like that. You know, you should be lusting after women. You should be respecting her, you know. And so, you know, that, that happens when you when you keep solid people around you. Now, if you on the other hand, you keeping people who are not saved and who are doing exactly what you you just did, they're going to encourage it. They're going to say, go, you know, go get her number or, you know, go try to holler or whatever, you know. And and that's not what God wants, you know. And eventually, you know, you're going to fall back into sinful ways and 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 and, and backslide again. So Proverbs 27 and 17 says, iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friends. So of his friend. So, <clears throat> you know, iron going to sharpen iron. You know, if you're a strong person in the faith, you're going to sharpen and help make somebody else strong. And then vice versa, they'll, they'll help make you strong. And it, it's like a, a, um, a reciprocal thing. Lastly, you need to be patient with yourself with the healing process and God. God has been patient with you and, and he doesn't work on our timing. So we have to be patient with him. You know, a lot of times people, you know, they'll get saved or um, they'll, you know, rededicate their lives to God and, you know, they go back into it and, and just they want everything to be perfect. Um, even though they've spent years um, out in the world, you know, they want God to magically snap his fingers and make everything perfect in their lives. And things don't work that way. You know, during those times you were out in the world or times you just weren't saved, <clears throat> you've built up a lot of bad seed. And those seeds have grown into bad weeds <laughs> that are that have had been choking out your life until you rededicated your life to God or repented. Uh, and just like, you know, um, if, if, if I was a farmer <clears throat> And I had a, a, a field that had been overgrown with, with weeds and, and pests, whatever. It's going to take time for me to go in and, and chop all that down and, and, and get it all out. And the same happens with God because, you know, we know God can do anything and he can do it in, his, in as fast as he wants or as slow as he want, wants. But he's put um, certain principles in his earth and think we, we, are in, we are in time. So because we are in time... Things are going to take time. And so um, in our time, and, you know, it takes time for God to prune us and, and, and shape and mold us and get things out of our lives. So we got to be patient with him. So Second Peter 3, 8 through 9 says, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. 
as some men count slackness, but it is but is long suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God wants us all to repent and he wants us all to change. You know, he in our time, it may feel like he's taking his time, but he's being merciful is what he's doing. And sometimes we don't understand that. And because we don't understand that, we, we try to rush him and we don't allow him time to do what he wants to do. So my advice to anyone out there that has backslidden or is thinking about backsliding, if you're thinking about it, I hope and pray you don't do it. It's not worth it. You know, the things that you're trying to go after is not worth it. It's going to leave you empty and 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 in a worse state than what you were before. And you don't want to be in that state. If you if you have backslid and you're you're out there and you know that God is calling you, you feel the pull, you hear his voice, then just repent. Come back. You know, don't worry about what people are going to say to you or say about you. Don't worry about, you know, the friends that you're leaving. Don't worry about the situation that you're leaving. Let God handle that. You know, just 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 walk towards him. If you're walking towards him and he 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 grabs hold of you, he's going to take care of you. He's going to take care of those situations. You just have to trust him. You just have to allow him to do it and follow his instructions going forward. So that's it. Before we leave, I want to say a prayer for anyone who is backslidden or anyone who's thinking about backsliding. And I'll just jump right into it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I just pray for that person who has turned their back on you, God, and turned to follow the ways of this world, God. I pray, God, that you would bring them back to the fold. Like your word says, you're married to the backslider. And like the 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 the, the shepherd, you know, with that one sheep, leaves a fold, he's going to go after him and, and bring him back, God. And we know, God, that you do that for us, God. But at the same time, I know, God, that you're, you're, you're a perfect gentleman. You're not going to force us to be in relationship with you, God. So I pray, God, that that person, when they hear your call, when they, they see you coming to, 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 to get them and snatch them out of the, the hands of the devil, that they won't run away from you, God, but they'll turn and run to you, God, and allow you to heal them, God, allow you to, to, to love on them, God, allow you to, to just be their father, God, and, and, and they be your child, God. I pray for that person who is even thinking about backsliding. I pray, God, that that person will be halted in their steps, God. I pray that they see that it's not worth it. I pray that they see that it's all a facade. It's like the, the, the devil is just, he's an angel of light. He knows how to make things look good and make it look enticing, God. I pray that they see that even though it's enticing, in the end, it's going to cause them their lives. It's going to cause them, cause them their health. It's going to cause them relationships. It's going to cause them uh, money. It's going to cause them all types of things that that they shouldn't and don't really want to want to lose. Namely, and most importantly, it'll cause them to lose you, God. The most important thing should be the most important thing in their lives. So I pray, God, that they be halted even now, God, and they turn to you and they see the value in you. They see that they need you. They see that they can't do this thing without you. They see that that you love them and you want the best for them. And even though we have to go through hard times in life, God, that in the end we get to be with you. And that's all worth it, God. So, Lord, I just pray again that you would just save those people, bring them back to the fold, keep them from backsliding. In Jesus' name, amen. 
All right. Until next week, this is Dr. Marco Britton. Make sure that you subscribe to the channels. This podcast is on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash total success 365. It's also on Apple Podcasts and it's also on Spotify. You also can check us out on social media at Total Success 365 and on our website at www.totalsuccess365.com. Or if you want to learn more about me, you can go to www.drmarcobritton.com. Again, till next time, take care. Love y'all. I'm out.